0: Originally from Ballarat and dubbed the fairy godmother of the Melbourne comedy scene. Janet McLeod is a writer, performer, toy collector, trivia trailblazer and co-host of the popular cinema fiasco. Janet is also the producer of Local Laughs and she's here with me today. Janet McLeod. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Fame.
1: Noel, I'm thrilled to have my 15 minutes. This is great. I've been trying to carve out this 15 minutes for quite some time.
0: I've wanted to get you on for a while. And I just, I mentioned this to you just briefly because I used to go to local laughs of a Monday night, which Mm. is the night it's on. Mm -hmm. And I went because I had broken up with my partner and it was such a great night And I felt a real connection with local laughs because I saw some really terrific comedians there.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's got a a good vibe. It's got a sort of a Janet's lounge room vibe.
0: Janet's lounge. I like that. (laughs) Janet's lounge room. Well, look, I'm I'm a a bit worried what your lounge room might look like. Janet
1: littered with comedians.
0: Littered with well, there you go. Now look, before we go into that, is I wanted to step us back a little bit because local laughs has been going. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nineteen years. Nineteen years this year. Yes. That's a lot of comedians. That's a lot of Monday nights.
1: That is quite some time. I mean, we had a little tiny uh, section out, of course, due to pandemic issues.
0: Well, before we get on to local laughs, what I want to ask you: What's a nice girl from Ballarat? <laughs> Doing in Melbourne comedy scene.
1: Look, the transition went. Uh, me me and Ballarat, uh, working at Channel 6 Ballarat. Oh. Uh, and then my sister got involved in theatre sports, so improvised uh, theatre games, and she told me about it. And I went, oh, that sounds fun. So I went along with her and met this amazing group of people, really Positive, funny, creative people who I still work with today. That's it. I there, there's this gang of people that became the the heart of what I I love when it comes to creating and uh, putting things on. So I carry them with me still. Those people.
0: Did you think um, when you were in Ballarat? Well, stay in Ballarat. For okay, a stay while. in Ballarat. Stay in Ballarat. For Get a, a while. jumper. Did you think when you were in Ballarat that you were a
1: funny person? Not particularly. I mean, I'd be able to crack gags and make the teachers laugh at school, but not in a class clown fashion, in a I've just made a witty pun fashion. And I was one of those kids who would be around the library. I was a library monitor at one stage. What a nerd. But it was fun. It was fun being there. It wasn't until I started doing the uh, theatre sports and I started to loosen up because I was a shy child. I was not a outgoing person at all and so I started to just discover a, a different side. So the creative, funny, fun, having fun side started around about then. So when I moved to Melbourne then I sought out the theatre sports lot again and found a new little crew and at that point there was a crossover with the stand-up scene so I kind of crossed into helping out backstage and that morphed into an on-stage role. So I've never really sought it out.
0: What was your first on-stage role in Melbourne?
1: My first ever on-stage, it was at the Playhouse at the Arts Centre.
0: Oh, wow. Because Theatre Sports... What 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 an entry into Melbourne, the Arts Centre.
1: 850 people, wow! Because Theatre Sports was massive every Sunday night. That would be absolutely packed with people they'd have cheap cheap tickets but you know it was like a real sunday night thing in melbourne was to go to theater sports and so we were just this bunch of you know little nerds from ballarat and so ballarat teams and would go up and perform slash, you know, compete. And Mm -hmm. so I was in one of them at one point.
0: What's your funniest memory from that period?
1: Oh, I can remember... Look, it's something that's quite clichéd in theatre sports, but back then, then it wasn't necessarily as clichéd. I can just remember just a, some martial arts scene and i was doing a flying kick as they were the others were holding me and and so i was able to do a slow motion a flying kick through the air uh <laughs> with you know people people supporting me underneath and it was just a one of those things which again it's quite cliched now but it wasn't as much back then like i
0: assure you when when um did the idea of a regular gig you know like local laughs uh, pop into your okay, head okay
1: where this came from was so it went went uh, Ballarat Theatre Sports, Melbourne Theatre Sports. Then it went into the crossover with the stand-up scene where I met comedians as well as a uh, guy from radio, Dave Taranto, who used to run the cheese shop on PBS, and then it went into Triple R. And so when it went into Triple R, uh, Dave got me in to produce during production assistant, really, during one comedy festival, and I kind of stayed and eventually, that morphed into it. Couldn't a,
0: shake you. It, it
1: kind of went into a co-host position. I used to bring in the biscuits. I think that was pretty much it. And so, so via that, Dave then Dave put on a live night as well, and I was the I was the door bitch. I was the <laughs> door bitch on that one. So I got to meet everybody, and everybody got to know me. In 1999, Dave, here we go, this is the sad bit. Dave got a brain tumour. Oh, wow. And uh, so it was quite quick and so we died at the end of 99. And so I guess I took on a certain mantle in that way, Uh, started doing some stand-up nights for... I suppose the more creative end of stand-up, the um, more alternative end. So instead of just, you know, one man, one mic, you know, that sort of area, things where there was absurdity or... Uh, difference and they became my real interests
0: and what was your what was your favorite subject when you were doing when you started doing stand-up what touched your soul enough that you wanted to share it with the audience
1: oh well I am a big uh lover of stuff in fact before we were started recording we were talking about stuff we were (laughs) I am a, a fan of op shopping I think they call it vintage stalls now, whatever uh vintage stores <laughs> vintage shopping, no, no, op shopping, uh and finding treasures, and so I would take some of these treasures on stage, like ridiculous albums and uh, uh things like you know like uh, the, the burton
0: patty um. Like La- no Burton, Patti Newton. Yes, did a did an did an album. Is that the sort of yeah, thing you would find? Yeah, that,
1: things that'd be daggy, or they'd have uh, like there's one which is the uh, Piano Wizardry of Yarn August, and the image on it has got like five hands on the piano, and I'm going, <laughs> no wonder he was so good. Get five bloody hands, and uh, one which is called Harp Attack, and there's a harp on the uh, operating table. Just things that were silly and lyrics on lyric sheets. That were dumb and uh, funny little bits and pieces that I used to love taking on stage and talking about.
0: One of the other things I know that you you are is a toy collector. So, what is the strangest toy you have in your collection?
1: There's some that are just
0: <laughs> that odd. you can share to our... Just... Keep it nice, Janet. Keep it nice.
1: It's <laughs> just ones that are odd. Like it's like a it looks like a dog, but the, you squeeze it and it's a cow. I not just things that you know have been accidental but but I love. So so comedy for you is
0: a more zany. Um, you can't see but Janet's dressed in the brightest colored dress,
1: color of a rainbow. That's uh that's how she's dressed. It, it's so bright in fact I'm pretty sure they can hear it.
0: I'm sure they can. I'm sure they can. <laughs> Who do you think is the funniest person in Australia?
1: Oh, that changes for me all the time. There's the people that I love Listening to and go back to all the time. I mean, Judith Lucy's brilliant. Yes, uh, she is. There's, and so's Denise Scott, and so's even people that you might not know of, like Josh Glantz makes me laugh so much because he's got a real absurdist bent. Uh, I love storytellers. I love very sharp comedians, like very intellectual, sharp comedians, like Laura Davis is somebody who is just an extraordinary comedian. I like. Uh, people who fun. Andrew McClelland, who is one of my absolute favourite MCs of all time. He brings the party vibe with him yeah. wherever he goes. I don't have any, any one person. Well, here's a It's a, a, a collection. It's a, a collection little fan, A family of people.
0: So if you had to, you're in, in your flat at home. Mm. If you had to spend a week like Big Brother style, <laughs> locked in a flat with, let's say. Two other comedians, who would you choose to spend your time with?
1: Oh, I think I've kind of done that because uh, I've had con- yeah. every comedian comedy flatmate. So uh, Ivana Ristegater, everybody's favourite Venezuelan Australian comedian, okay, because he's an excellent cook, and I like hearing about him his life when he was growing up in venezuela
0: and you like his food as
1: well yeah so he's, <laughs> and he's quite tidy so. okay well that's good tidy um, tidy tick for a housemate well you know because i'm not and so i gotta have somebody who's who's gonna do the cleaning <laughs> he's up gonna do you. that i'm not doing this very well i'm so sorry
0: what about alex williamson would you no nah. you wouldn't be there with alex williamson no i think i'd kill him <laughs> What about Tom Hardy? I know he's not a comedian, but just for a change of the change pace. of pace.
1: <laughs> no, I think I need somebody who's sillier. Sillier, okay. Oh, I also shared uh, flat, the flat once with uh, Damien Warren Smith, who is Gary Starr, oh, wow. everybody's favourite uh, ridiculous clown actor character.
0: Yeah, I guess if you're gonna be in lockdown talking of lockdown, we'll get to that. Mm. But I guess if you're gonna be in lockdown you want somebody who's gonna be amusing, clean the house and can
1: cook. I think that's Yeah, just people, just people the... playful. That's what it is. It's actually people who are playful because I can I can be dark myself. I don't need anybody else to help me to do that.
0: Now in lockdown you did something extraordinary. You did three hundred and fifty online Events.
1: Oh more, oh, more than that. More than that. Well, actually, how many were trivia? Yeah, maybe it was uh, probably somewhere close to that was trivia. I either hosted or co-hosted. It was the end of 2021. I did the count up and I and I'd hit 400 shows, online shows via Zoom that I had hosted or co-hosted and they were various. Like the majority were trivia shows so you could play just like a regular pub night in a team because zoom has breakout rooms and so i'd create the breakout rooms assign everybody off to their correct team room and they'd be able to discuss the questions write them out the answers and then i'd bring them back into the main meeting i mean why do people play trivia in pubs it's to hang out with their mates yeah and have some drinks and have a reason to do it and that's trivia that's what we were doing replicating that experience but on zoom uh comedy is a different way there's a different way to present it because of zoom's spotlight feature so i just have the security settings so people couldn't unmute accidentally or, you know, whatever. Because if you have too many people who have the ability to unmute, chaos, yes, chaos, it's
0: You know, we're talking all over the place. But we've got to get back to the original reason I got you yes. in here, which is, of course, Local, Local Laughs. Laughs. So let's talk which, about it. Which um, which started 19 years ago. Yes. Now, that very first night at Local Laughs, do you remember who you had on?
1: Oh, I know Dave Callan was our MC, and I know my friend Mel Sargent, the Sarge, was on. Who else was on? I can't remember who else was on, but I do remember Dave Callan was the MC. Did you, at
0: the time you started Local Laughs, did you think it would be going for 19 years?
1: I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think like that. <laughs>
0: You don't think I like, don't
1: have a five-year plan or anything like that. Not even a, a six-month plan. Uh well, I knew it'd go longer than that. Because here's the thing about the comedy industry: you get in the open mic level, you can get some people who, let's just say, are a bit bitchy, mm. like uh, and very critical of the way rooms are run, mostly because they don't get booked. And so I'd been criticised from previous comedy rooms for being snobbish or something just because I'd program who I wanted to see. Call me wacky, that's the way I program. If I don't enjoy it, then... Nobody else is. Yeah, well, yeah. What's, what's the point? When it first started, then I decided, okay, here's my rule. I will book you because it was a bit more open mic uh, approach at the very beginning and, the, and so it was I will book you all you have to do is turn up to the night and ask for a spot and I'll book you a bit further down the line so because I thought well the very least you can do is show an interest in me and my and the venue and that means that you know you're, you're part of it I even got criticized for that oh, oh, wow. oh well you what, what, what about if I have stuff on on a Monday night and I can't turn up to book in well uh, actually Actors have to do auditions, guys. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> so. absolutely.
0: Now, one of the one of the things when I went to local loves, which I loved, yeah. I, I've always loved. Every night I've gone, I've always loved it. Yes. And of course, you have a name performer on.
1: Oh yes. And you
0: also have have a lot of you know newer new starters, shall we say?
1: Oh yeah, um, not new, not new, new though. That's the thing. Is a well about the, just going back the uh, that approach that I had at the very beginning after about four months I think I went nah I'm going back to the way I like it which is I'm going to hand pick everybody so the way I do it is I will have people who are within the first maybe four years of their their arts practice as they say in the arts industry uh so I'll have people a certain number of people who are newer or just not known yeah. in the wider the wider world and they're the ones who are the support acts.
0: Do people recommend people
1: to Sometimes, you? Sometimes, yes. People who know my taste. I mean there's the two different types of recommendation. One which is Janet I've got somebody that I think you will really like. That's the I'm doing you a favour recommendation. And then there's the, oh, this person's asked if I could uh, recommend them. And I go, would you put your name behind them? And at that point they'll either go, oh, no, or, uh, yeah, I think I would, yeah. So, <laughs> so then there's the they're doing that other person a favour recommendations.
0: Is there one night of local laughs that sticks out in your mind for any particular reason at all? Is there, is there a moment that you'll never forget...
1: I liked it when Adam Hills discovered that when you're on the microphone, the people, there's a tram stop right outside. And this is something I would do at trivia night. Say, hi to the people on the tram. Give us a wave. Yeah. Who wants to come in? What? Okay. They're going to buy anybody who comes in a shot. Come on in. (laughs) That would sometimes happen back in the old days when the, the venue was a bit more frat house. Adam discovered that one night. He said, "Oh my God, they can hear us! Oh my God, oh my God!" And so the next tram that pulled up, he said, "Who wants to come off the tram?" And oh my God, they're coming! And so a couple, a couple came off the tram. Uh, she was she she dressed sort of in uh, almost vintage gear and with a handbag over uh, a <laughs> over her arm, and he was sort of a bit more. Uh, local St Kilda colour type person with tattoos and whatever they he made a beeline straight for the stage in fact they both did <laughs> came straight off the tram up on stage Adam passed them the microphone. Oh, and the no. guy was actually quite funny. <laughs> so, oh, no. And so Adam just went, oh, and just went and stood off to one side. Oh, no. He was better than Adam Hill. It was, well, it was because it was so spontaneous. <laughs> yes. It was very funny.
0: Just to wrap us up now because we we've talked a little bit we've talked more than a little bit about um, local laughs, what would you say to a young Janet back in Ballarat mm. if you could advise her about going into the comedy business?
1: I say I would I think I, think I would I would say learn how to use Excel uh, I would <laughs> I would say do a small business course first. <laughs> to, uh, get somebody else to do the marketing. <laughs> so you
0: would you would advise them to have a team of people behind them? Yes, is that what you're saying
1: yes because it's usually me and it's quite lonely running a a, a gig all by yourself.
0: Yeah, it because is, absolutely.
1: And it uh, and for me, I'm one of those people where it does affect me emotionally. Like if there's stacks of people coming, I go, oh great, this is fantastic. But if not so many people are coming, I go, I'm a loser.
0: Well, you are not a loser. And I'm going to thank you for joining me on 15 Minutes of Fame today. Thank you so much. Janet, thank you very much. I love Local Laughs. If you haven't been there, get out to Local Laughs. That's it. It's
1: in... At the local tap house in Carlisle Street, St Kilda 184, Carlisle Street, St Kilda East. And it is Monday nights at 8.30 p.m. You can book via trybooking.com. That's trybooking.com. Janet McLeod, this has been your 15 minutes of fame. (laughs)